לעשות הדף י"ט עמוד א', Touching Men and Women, וכהן מניח את ידו מתחתיה. Here we have an opportunity to touch on this incredibly important, misunderstood area of, of halacha, non-amorous contact between men and women. Men and women touching each other, men and women who are not married to one another, touching each other in non-amorous ways. So the two obvious areas are shaking hands as a, as a formal greeting and medical, whether it's a husband helping a wife who's a need or it's a doctor helping a woman who's, who's, who's an, obviously not his wife. Those are the, the, the big areas where these things uh, come into, into play. And of course, in the short time that we have, the purpose of this shir is not to give a psach halacha, Um, but to open up the, the concept and to understand the principles uh, and, and the range of, of flexibility or lack thereof uh, and to just get a sense of it. I'm happy to sit with anybody individually or in groups who want more practical and detailed guidelines as to how this works and, and, and what it is, uh, particularly in the business world. But uh, the purpose of this year is just to get the, the context and, and the framework. And the, the essence of it is just understanding how important, and we can see it today more than ever before, these halachas are clear to understand, how important the separateness of the sexes is and the maintenance of, of an unambiguous gender identity in, in the success of Jewish life. If, if that's not in place, the, the possibility of Jewish life Uh, continuing to thrive with the values and, and the belief and practical systems that it does are very, very small. Uh, the two psukim that we, that we deal with here is a posuk from the parish of Soito. The Kohen takes the korban from the woman, the, the and he waves the korban mincha and, and brings it to the mizbeach. Um, And Rashi says there, They do it jointly. The Kohen and the Soito wave the Mincho together. Her hands are above his hands, implying that he's put, he puts his hands under her hands. How does that work? And, and then we've got in the Korban Mincha later on, uh, Uh, again, there's got to be a waving. This is not talking necessarily about a woman, but there too there's a waving offering and the Kohens has to put his, uh, the Bailim, the, the owner of the Korban, holds the Korban and uh, the Yada Kohen, Milamata, the Kohen's hand is under the owner's hand, and together they do the Hanafa. Our Gomorrah, Omale Rabbi Loza, Rabbi Yoshaya Dedare, Rabbi Loza said to the Rabbi Yoshaya who lived in his times, Lotetiv akarach ademefarshat lalahamilted. I won't let you sit down until you've explained this to me. Minayin lemincha soita shituna tzrufa. How do you know that the mincha that a soita, the flower offering that a soita brings, needs wavering? Says Gemara Minalan, what are you talking about? Ve'inivketiv, it's a posuk, we've just learned it, what are you asking? No, that's not what I'm asking. Beveilam minaran. How do you know that it's not only the Kohen who does the Hanafa, but that the Bailim, the owner, which is the Sota, the woman, also has to participate in the offering because that's a complicated kind of relationship, the, the Kohen and the woman waving this offering together. It kind of doesn't fit into what one would expect. 
So the Gemara says, Atya Rami Shlomim, we learn it from, from Shlomim. There it says the Kohen should take it from the woman's hand. And here it says the owner's hand has to be involved. The uh, Kohen in both cases, Bailim in both cases. HaKetz Hadhad, you have the owner of the Korban and the, and the Kohen. Meniach Yado Tachat Yedei Habalim Umeinif. The Gemara says very clearly that you, uh, and the Mishnah says, says the same really, um, the Kohen puts his hand under her hand, the Bailim's hand, she is the Bailim, she's the owner, and together they wave. The Rambam brings this lahalacha and uses the, an interesting phrase, Kohen meniach yado tachteha, and the Kohen puts his hand under her or under hers, implying this physical contact. And we see that that implication is, is, is clear from the Yerushalmi. Because on this Gemara, the Yerushalmi says the following, and the Rambam uses the Yerushalmi's very, very wording. That's why I've highlighted both the Rambam's wording and the Yerushalmi. The Rambam is taking the wording from the Yerushalmi. He's not taking the word from, wording from our Bavli. And you'll see why that's relevant. So if here we see, says the Yerushalmi, he takes it out of a regular utensil, puts it into a Beis Amikdash utensil. The Kohen meniach et yado tachteha umenifa. The Kohen puts his hand under hers and he waves it. Ask the Gemara, ve'ena davar That doesn't look right. That looks ugly. It's interesting, the aesthetics, this halachic aesthetics. The word keur means ugly. That looks ugly. It doesn't fit the scene. It doesn't fit. Answers the Gemara, maybe map or no, they do it with a, a kerchief. They put a, 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 a napkin between his hands and her hands, so there's no physical contact. Ve'enochitza, says the Gemara, that doesn't work. Now you've got a chatzitza. Because there's got to be contact all the way through from the, the mincha to the klisharet to the hand of the woman to the hand of the kohen. There's got to be, there's got to be contact. If you, if you separate it, that's a chatzitza. Or maybe kohen zaken. He says, oh, you know what? You've got to use an old kohen that doesn't have a yetzahara. He's already not, not, not interested in women. So you use an old kohen. Or you could even say, no, you can use a young kohen. She'en yetzahara matsui l'sha'a. Because it takes a few moments for the Yetzahara to, to get into action. And in the brief moment of putting his hands under her hands, there's no worry that there's any Yetzahara. So we see from the Yerushalmi, the concern of the physical contact is Yetzahara. That's very important because we see it's a major, major machlokas in the Rishonim as to whether the issue of touching somebody who isn't a woman who isn't one's wife is tied to Yetzahara. Is that because where one's mind goes? Or is that just physical contact? It's not allowed. It makes a difference where your mind, where your mind goes. From the Yerushalmi, we see that, it, that what we're worried about here is where the mind goes, and in a very brief interaction, we're not concerned. <coughs> Says Altosfus, Altosfus brings the Yerushalmi. Yerushalmi. He brings the, that's, that's how we come to the Yerushalmi, because Altosfus on the page. You don't have to be a Baki in Yerushalmi. Artosus brings the Yerushalmi. So Artosus would seem also to be holding that, that the Yerushalmi uh, would claim that there's no worry about the Kohen touching the woman. And Artosus seems to hold that that's the, what the Gemara holds here as well. 
Tosfos in Kiddushin learns differently. Now remember, the Tosfos of different Masechtas are, are written by different Baalei Tosfos. And in the case of Soito and Kiddushin, it's two different schools of Baalei Tosfos. Soito, I've mentioned to you already, was the, was the Ashkenaz school, was the German school of Baalei Tosfos. Um, from the, the, the Klonimus family, the Talmudium of the Klonimus family, uh, that's one, one school of thought. The Tosfos of Kiddushin is quite a late Tosfos, written by, probably, by the Talmud of Rabbi Yitzchak Mi'ivro, the, the, the school of Ivra, there were three brothers who led the school of Ivra. That's at the end of the 13th century. So the Talmud of, of Rabbi Yitzchak Mivra is probably already early 14th century. So it's a late Tosfus. And this Tosfus in Kiddushin draws a lot from the Rashmi Shantz. The Rashmi Shantz is also a French school and is the spiritual successor of the Ri. So you've got Rabbi Tam, the great father of Tosfus, the Ri, his nephew, his and successor, and then the Rash, the Rash Mishans, who, who follows that. That's really, those are the key towering personalities of the French school of Tosvis. And the Tosvis in Kiddushin leans heavily on the Rash Mishans, and you'll see why that's important. Tosvis in Kiddushin asks, Vahayavi Chatzitza, what about Chatzitza? Because the same sugi appears in, in Kiddushin. Uh, aren't her hands a Chatzitza between the Kohens and the, and, and the Kli? You've got the Kli, then you've got her hands, and you've got his hands. Notice the Gemara. Because it's exerts a cost of Dabin and Kohen Revailim. It would normally be a Chatzitza, but since that's how the Torah says it has to be, that's all right, it's exerts a cost of. This is important for us. We're not saying the Kohen touches his, the woman's hands, of course not. That's not what it means. That actually would be a Chatzitza. The owner holds the, the pot at the top. And the coin holds it at the bottom. The coin is does not come into contact with the woman. That's how Tosfus in Kiddushin understands the Gemara. Different from the Yerushalmi. The Yerushalmi says it looks ugly, and the Yerushalmi doesn't say, no, they're not touching each other. The Yerushalmi says you're dealing with an old man or even a young man, but it's quick. Um, so clearly there's a divergence now between our Tosfus which is the, the German school of Tosfus on, on, on Soita, who learns the Yerushalmi and the Bavli as being parallel. He, he puts them together. The Yerushalmi just expands. The Bavli doesn't go into it. Um, and you've got the Tosfus in Kiddushin who holds it. The Machlokis Yerushalmi and Bavli. The Yerushalmi clearly holds that there is a physical contact between Kohen and, and the woman and deals with it. And the Bavli holds it, there's not that she holds it at the top, he holds the pot at the bottom, and they don't touch each other. And here you've got the Rashmi Shantz, um, which we've got on, on, on our Gemara, but the Rashmi Shantz actually brings that. So you see Toshis and Kiddushin following the Rashmi Shantz that we've got here in Saita. On the Vaoid Yeshlema, the second piece that I've underlined, they hold their hand under the clee and the woman is holding it by the handles or by the side of the, of the, of the plate or the pot or whatever, the dish, whatever clee they're using. His hands are just almost touching the pot, but he's not supporting the pot. So the Tosfus Shantz, the Rashmi Shantz says, he's not, they're not even holding the same object. She's holding the object and he's got his hands underneath it. And there's an energy that passes even though there's not physical, physical energy. And that's how you see it in Bikurim, that it works like that and so on. The Tosfus Harosh, fascinatingly, tries to reconcile the Yerushalmi and the Bavli. And the Tosfus Harosh says 
He says, first from the Yishalmi, it seems that they, they touch each other, and that's different from our Gomorrah. Even if we learn like, Tosfus, like, like Rash Mishans, and like the Tosfus in Kiddushim, and we want to say, of course, there's no Havamina that he's touching her hands. He's holding, his, his hands are under the pot. Her hands are on the sides of the pot. So what's the Yerushalmi worried? That it looks cure, it looks ugly? The Yerushalmi is worried about a mistake. It can happen that their hands slip, their hands touch each other, they're moving up and down, and she doesn't know exactly where it goes, and he's got to move in sync with her, and they could touch each other unintentionally. That's what the Yerushalmi says. In such a small moment, the Yetzirah doesn't... Doesn't come. It's not an issue that you have to worry about. So the so brilliantly, the Tosfos Harosh brings the Yerushalmi and the Bavli together in a way where there's no suggestion that the Kohen touches the hands of the woman. Uh, the Shulchan Aruch is very very strong on this. Uh, we've got many places in the Shulchan Aruch that uh, even a man and when his wife is a nido, uh, he can't take care of her even to help her sit down or stand up. Um, uh, further on, if the husband's a rofe, a doctor, he can't feel her pulse, he can't touch her. The Ramor learns differently, and the Ramor says that based on the Rambam, that, there's, that if it's professional or it's formal, it's not amorous, it's not sensual, then certainly you can do it if there's nobody else to do it. You can certainly do it. It goes through the Rishonim and comes right to the Mechaber and the Ramor as to whether there's absolutely no, it's an Isodoraisa, according to the Mechaber, it's an Isodoraisa, you can't touch the woman, it doesn't matter what you're thinking or not thinking or feeling or not feeling, can't be done. According to the Ramor, if it's professional and it's not amorous and it's not sensual, it can, it can be done if there's a need to do it. The Shach, uh, in, in two places, we've got it in, in Yoradeh, Simen Kufen uh, Zain, and again in Kuf Tzadihe, it says very clearly that according to the Rambam, there's only an isodoraisa if there is a sensual or an affectionate intention in that contact. If there isn't, then it's a darabon. Now, why that's very important is because that opens the possibilities of what do you do if a woman puts her hand out in public and you're not going to shake her hand. So if it's a doraisa, there's nothing you can do. You've got to just explain to her, sorry, you can't do it. If, if it's a Darabon, and now you can work, and, and, and I've seen a very great tzaddik, and I've heard in the name of other great Tamid Chachomim, um, that where there's absolute halbanat panim, you would disgrace the woman, you would shame the woman, that halbanat panim, you should rather kill yourself than to rather than to cause a person shame. Uh, and, and if this is a Darabonin, then there are many, many tzaddikim and tamidi chachomim who if there's no, there's no option, what can you do? I'm not going to embarrass the woman. They'll take the woman's hand and they'll, and they'll shake it. But many will not because right through the poskim until today, uh, there, there's a lot, lot of lack, lack of clarity about this. And what's important to understand is that the ikara halacha, the, the halacha itself is, is it's clear. You can't do it. You can't shake a woman's hand. That is the halacha. Now you can kind of work. Are there situations where if there's no way out, you can, you can't, but you've got to start with the, the starting places, no physical contact. 
And the, the, the fact that today physical contact is taken so lightly isn't good for genders. It's not good for the sexual relationships between men and women because it, it dilutes the energy of separateness. Polarity creates energy. We've spoken about that before. You need a positive and you need a negative, and then you can have electricity between them. You need male and you need female. And you can imagine in a society where male and female have very little contact, if any at all, a handshake is enormously explosive in terms of its meaning and its subtlety and its feelings. It's a, uh, today it's just kind of, you do it all, all the time so you don't feel it. But that's not an advancement in society. That's a degradation of society that we've lost that excitement of barrier between man and woman that, that is broken or overcome only in marriage and that that's what marriage is. That, that ability to be excited about the intimacy of marriage requires separateness of gender outside of marriage. How separate? How do you draw a line? Now you say, well, you can hold, you can shake somebody's hand if it's only for 10 seconds or five seconds or one second, but not for three seconds. Where do you place the barrier? So it's much easier to place the barrier and just say no physical contact. That's, that's the easiest place to take the barrier, easiest to explain and easiest to be able to, to, be able to fulfill. Um, and that's where you see the poskimar. There's a beautiful Sefer Achinuch um, where he says, don't try and think, but you don't have a Yetzirah or you're too old or the woman's too ugly or uh, bring proofs from the Chachomim in the, in the Gemara. D- don't go there. Just keep the separateness. And it's a beautiful Sefer Achinuch piece in the, in the Chinuch in Mitzvah Kuf Peches that it's worthwhile learning through. So again and again you see the Poskim and the Rishonim and the Achronim emphasizing that that is the Halacha. That's what the Halacha is. Um, it, the accommodations are what can you do? But, that, but we need to know what the Halacha is. Even Rav Moshe Feinstein Paskins, and he knows American life, and, and he's passing this already in the 1960s. Um, he says in, in, in Orachaim, you can't even shake the hand of an unmarried woman because she has the, the din of a needle. Even that you can't, you can't have. And I, he says later on, later on in time and in Shulchan Aruch, that there are people you see, who do, who do shake hands, he says, maybe maybe they rely on the Ramor, that this is not the way of, there's no amorous and, and affection involved in it, and therefore they, they're mati in a situation where they might embarrass somebody. And again, in Evan Oeza, Chelek Dalit, he says, much later on again, clearly, the starting point is, it's also. Um, and, and he goes on, why? But nevertheless, well, you know that there are Yorei Shemayim who do it. You should accept these Yorei Shemayim who do it. If she puts out her hand first, they rely on it. Since they don't want to embarrass the woman, and it's just a formal moment of interaction, they don't want to, uh, they don't want to embarrass the woman. But anyway, our Tosfos and the Tosfos in Kiddushin and the Tosfos Arosh are one of the pivots of this whole sugya. Uh, and, and again, according to our Tosfos, there's no difference. The Yerushalmi and the Bavli uh, both agree that there is contact between Kohen and, and woman. And is that because it's Derech Mitzvah or because it's just a brief moment? The Gemara goes into. The Tosfos in Kiddushin, there's a Machlekes Yerushalmi and Bavli. Uh, and and they're, they're different. The Yerushalmi holds they do, there is contact. The Bavli holds there isn't contact. Tosfos Harosh reconciles them and says, clearly there's no contact. What the Yerushalmi is worried about is unintentional contact. 
And that, and that we're not worried about in that particular situation. But intentional contact, we cert- there certainly shouldn't be. Uh, in Shulchan Aruch, we see that it's clear, according to the Mechaber, there's a Doraisa, according to the Ramor, it's a Darabonin. Since it's a Darabonin, if it's medical or there's a reason to support a woman, there's nobody else there to do it, of course you need to do it, according to the Ramor. The Shach Paskins like the Ramor. And the uh, Moshe Feinstein Paskins, clearly the principle is it's also. But there are people and situations and times where people are matter if it's just a formality and clearly not an expression of affection or any sensuality.